0: Say, my best days days are ahead of me. me. They They are. They are ahead of us. God is never stagnant. He never stops. He who began a good work in you will complete it. No matter where you are or what you're going through right now, he knows where you are, he knows how you're doing, and he's taking real good care of you. So don't worry that you don't always feel God. It don't matter. He's not a feeling. Amen. There's days I feel God and there's days I don't feel very good at all. But it doesn't change the word of God. Amen. Amen. So I just confess my best days are ahead. If God is for me, who's against me? Amen. Amen. So go to the Bible. Get your Bible. i go to Ephesians chapter 3. We've been doing something. I'm very, very strategically doing something. There's something God wants to get done in this church and in you. And he's given me a message to give you so he can work. Amen. Sometimes we hinder him. Now, I don't mean we're doing it on purpose, but sometimes we just do it by ignorance. Amen. So in a book of Ephesians, chapter 3, I'm going to read a prayer that Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus. But the Bible, but the Holy Spirit put it in the Bible for you and I. It's not just a one-time prayer. It's something that God wanted down through the ages. So we can, we can pray this prayer too. But I want you to see that God wants to answer this prayer. Or he wouldn't have put it in there for you to pray. Ephesians three fourteen. for this reason we bow our knee to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, not just in Word of Life Church. There's more people Christian outside of here than just here. I know you thought you were the only ones going to heaven, but you're not. <laughs> that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, he's, he's rich and it's in glory, to be strengthened with mighty power through his spirit in your inner man. Now, as much as you think, and, and this is true, God does fall. He falls on people. He does. But his primary way of dealing with you is inside of you. You are the temple of Almighty God. He lives on the inside of you. Anytime he wants to do something through you, he's got to do it in you. So God is working inside. Here's an inside job going on right now. He's working in you. He's working with you. And so, um, so he says he wants you to be strong inside. All right, and you'll see this in just a minute. Okay, that Christ would dwell in your heart through faith, that you would be rooted and grounded in love, the agape love of God. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You can walk in love, even though it doesn't look like you can because your flesh said, no, I can't do that. And may, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints the width, length, depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ that passes, I say, mere knowledge, so you would be filled with the fullness of God. That's the key. Nothing significant, is ever going to happen in your life that God doesn't do it through you? Amen. Let's stop for a minute. I'm going to finish reading this in a minute. You can go to the graveyard right now and walk up to tombstones. that says, Joe Blow, born here and died there. Joe Blow may have gotten, some, gotten born and owned a hardware store in Apopka and lived and went to the church and loved Jesus and died. And never did anything. I, I mean, in my opinion, that's a waste. Somebody said the, the, the place with the most potential in the earth is the graveyard because people die with potential and they don't ever use it. You and I are alive. We're not dead, so that's not us. I want to leave a mark. I want to do something. I want to do something of significance. Nothing of, nothing of value will ever happen except God doing it through you. A lot of times we go, well, you read the story of David killed Goliath. Not by himself he didn't. You don't go around killing giants with a slingshot without God helping you do it. So God wants to help you in life. That will take you places you can't get in the natural. That's what he's talking about, you being filled with the fullness of God. God's great dream has always been to get back in us. Old Testament, He was with us, but now He's in us. And the church is the most powerful force in the earth. Now, let me read something to you so I'm not done. That you'll be filled with the fullness of God. Now, to Him, God, who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything you can ask or think. Now, let's stop for a minute. Do we know Christians who are filled with the Holy Ghost and God is not working? We all do. You might be you, but don't don't tell nobody. <laughs> we all know people who you say, Are you saved? Yep, I'm saved by God. I was born did again in nineteen twenty five. You saved? You speaking you fill with Holy Ghost? Yep, God filled with the Holy Ghost spoke in tongues when I was twelve years old. <laughs> and yet there's no evidence that God is in their life. Yeah. Now, that might be some of us, but that will change today. Because we're going to talk about how to get God to do it. Now let's read here because he's going to tell you how. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think according to the power that's working in you. Let me say it another way. According to the power you're allowing to work in you. Now that's a brand new wrinkle. Because we've been taught all our life that, you know, the the Lord, he's got it. Well, there was an old farmer. His wife and him lived in the big city. And he always wanted to have his own place. So he told his wife, he says, I found a place out in the country. And so she said, well, honey, go buy it and come back and get me. So he got an old wagon, hooked it up, and he pulled up to this old farm. House was run down. Roof leaked. the, The... the, um, the crops, the trees were growing in the field and it was a mess. Well, he, he got his axe and his saw out and his plow and his mule and he, he, he fixed the house up and repaired the roof and swept the floor and fixed the windows and plowed the field and cut down the trees and planted the crops and he got the place in really good shape. And then he went and got his wife. Got her and put her in the old wagon and brought her out to the farm. And she said, look what the Lord has done. And the man wasn't very excited at all. And she said, honey, get excited. Look what God has done. She said, you should have seen it when he had it by himself. <laughs> and there, there's a certain amount of truth to that. Yeah, God might be in us. But there's a lot of places he's in, and it just don't seem like he's there. Somebody's got to learn to turn God the Holy Ghost loose. The guy that raised Jesus from the dead's living inside of you, don't you think it's time your life starts reflecting that a little bit? So how does it happen? All right, I knew you were going to ask that question. I got your attention. Go to Jude chapter one, verse 20. Jude 1, 20. Anybody want to know how to turn him loose? Yeah. All right. Every day. We got uh, new people here all the time, and I'm going to warn you. I have a friend, and you can go to his I think people have been in his church a year, and they don't know their charismatics. <laughs> I'll just tell you the first day we 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 are tongue talking devil chasing the holy rose yeah, you just don't 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 let nobody f- shock you i'm not going to shock you for sure you will figure that out in about 5 minutes being around here this is not the normal church amen amen so so Jude 1 l- verse 20 you beloved Build yourself up, own your most holy faith, pray in the Holy Ghost, keep yourself in the love of God. Who builds you up? You build you up. Now, I'm going to say something here, and it's going to shock you just a little bit, but you need to be a little shocked every once in a while. Most of the time, people come to me and they say, Pastor, I've been praying over this in the Spirit, and I've been praying over that in the Spirit. Most of the time, when you pray in the Spirit, you're not praying for anybody. You're praying for yourself. Now, that's a little bit of a shock, isn't it? Well, I'm praying about this. When, when the, the primary reason God filled you with a Holy Ghost was for you build yourself up so he can use you he wants to flow through you but in order to flow through you he's got to get you into a position now that doesn't mean that after you've prayed in tongues for sometimes for some people five minutes or ten minutes some people 30 or 40 But when you first start praying in the spirit, you're not usually interceding for someone else. You're just, oh, Jesus, I love you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What am I doing? I'm just building myself up in my most holy faith. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, that doesn't mean I was interceding for art. Now there may come a point in my prayer, and, and you guys that pray a lot, people like Shirley and Betty May or, or somebody, Miss Condon here. <laughs> it's very hard to get used to that, you know. <laughs> Nikki is now Nicole. It's <laughs> <Hayır> really hard. Mrs. But you know, when you first start, when you first start praying in the Holy Ghost, you, 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 you can tell when it changed. You're just, and then all of a sudden it'll go, well, now, wait a minute. Now now something else is going on on the inside of you. But see, we, we, we've, not, we've been so worried about our husband and our wife that we're depleted you haven't even got yourself where you need to be. You don't need to be worrying about everybody else in the family. Put your own oxygen mask on. You're dying over there. So, so a lot of times people, God is not working in your life because you're not allowing him to work in your life. So, so even though God is in you, it's, this is not automatic. You can tell people who pray in the Spirit a lot there it's obvious you get around people for a few minutes you can tell they're in the spirit in the flesh you don't take but a few minutes you can tell when you are I've had Lisa tell me say honey go back in prayer you ain't ready to come out yet (laughs) where's my coffee uh you don't you think you need to go back in there and pray a little bit more before you come out in the kitchen in the morning (laughs) I'm not the only one in here don't look at me in that tone of voice Because look at verse 24, because it sounds like a contradiction. Now to him who's able to keep you. Well, who's keeping who? Are you keeping you? Or is he keeping you? He's not keeping nothing. If you're not obeying. You've got to initiate this thing. You do the simple thing. Pray in the spirit. He'll take care of the hard stuff. In other words... If you want to pray deep prayers, you got to start praying. This is really not hard, but it's amazing how many people pray only in their natural mind. God gave you an ability to pray a supernatural prayer to a supernatural God that's perfect. And you're doing all of it in English and there's nothing wrong with English. But I do very little praying in English. As a matter of fact, this is just me. I find out I don't pray in English. My English is usually wine and cheese. (laughs) Until I've prayed in the Holy Ghost a little while. I'll go in there and go, Heavenly Father. And then I'll pray in the Spirit a while. Then my English changes. Glory to God if God is for me. And it, it, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? It's like you went and you went, whoo, and you shifted in the spirit. So, so one of the things you want God to work, you've got to learn, you've got to start learning to cooperate. The guy in you is not moving automatically. All right, now I said that and I, I, I'm trying to make a, a point here. Book of James, chapter 1, and I can begin my sermon now. All of that was to get to James, chapter 1. Ooh, put on your seatbelt. James 1, start with verse 1. James, a bondservant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. Who is he writing to? There's a persecution going on in Jerusalem right now where the people are killing Christians. And the Christians are leaving Jerusalem in mass. They're losing their homes, they're losing their jobs, they're losing everything. And James, the pastor of the church, is writing a letter to his church members who are going through heck. I mean, it's bad, guys. People are being killed. Saul at this time is out killing Christians, hunting them down. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to him. But if you'll read it, he was leaving Jerusalem with with nothing but the clothes on his back. So you think about this. This is a real bad situation. And I want you to look what James says to people who just lost everything. My brethren, count it all joy. Now, you wouldn't write to nobody today, just lost their house and lost their job and go. You might want to count it joy. Now, here's what we hear when, we, when someone preaches that. They think that we're trying to tell you to get happy. Happiness is based on what's happening And joy is a supernatural force. So let's change the word from count it to consider. Consider it joy. How do you take a day like today and consider anything other than what's happening? What you consider is what you're thinking about. What are you allowing in your mind right now? What are you paying attention to? He's saying you just lost your jobs, you just lost your houses, you just are you going through. I mean, it's bad boys and girls, but I want you to consider something else. As you're leaving Jerusalem, I want you to pay attention to one thing. If God is for you, who could be against you? The reason you're being persecuted is because you're a born-again Christian. The reason that you lost your house, the reason you're going through the stuff you're going through right this minute is because you've hooked up with Jesus Christ. I want you to know he is Lord of all. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of all. Of Lords, he is God Almighty, and right now you're leaving. You might be leaving a house, but wherever you go, God is going with you. You may have left your house, but He's got another house for you. You may have left your job, but you got another job ahead of you. You may be going having a bad day today, but your future is good. I want you to not consider the, the what's happening. I want you to consider Well, Jesus and the word of God. Now, now, now when you think about it like this, now is that, that's true, isn't it? See, you and I, people, people want the problem to stop so they can rejoice. And God is going, well, if I've answered your prayer, why don't you act like it? I mean, if I'm God, why don't you act like I'm God? If you're healed, act like you're healed. If you're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out and Abraham's blessings are yours right now, why don't you get up and act like Abraham's blessings are yours right now? Why are you waiting on your paycheck to change till when you open up? I'm considering the word of God that he said, I am blessed coming in. I am blessed everything I put my hand to prospers. Now that'll change you. The way you know you're in faith. Faith always manifest in joy. Always. Now, now think about that for a minute. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Is there a world to overcome? Oh, you bet your sweet pippy there's a world to overcome. I've had days. No, that's not true. Weeks. No, no. Months. Everything's didn't go good. It didn't go good. I'm going to tell you something. You're looking at it and you're going, it's not good. It's not good. And that's true. Wait a minute. Is Jesus Lord? Yes. Am I righteous? Yes. My prayers get answered? Yes. <laughs> yes. Count it joy. Yes. Woo. Amen. Now let me give you a scripture that has never made sense to y'all. When you fast... Wash your face. Put on some perfume and don't appear to men to fast. What, what does that mean? That when you're going hungry, don't act like you're going hungry? Now, what that means is that on your, your worst day, you've been fasting and praying and you've got some issues. Shut up and quit acting like it. You don't have to come into church and go, Paul, get an agreement with me for prayer. I just lost my job and I need $100 right now. Paul? Where's my faith? Well, it sure ain't God. Can you trust God and nobody know it? You better. Because he ain't answering my prayer as long as I'm waiting on Paul to give me $100. You understand, you understand, you're either, you're either considering the problem or you're considering the word. You're not, you're not looking at both of them at the same time, honey. So he he said right here, he said, I want you to count it all joy when you fall into different trials. I want you to know that the testing of your faith is going to produce in you a patience. That means you're going to be constant Not up and down like a yo-yo. And I want you to let that constance have its perfect work so you'll be complete and lack nothing. Is God able to make all grace abound to you? Having all sufficiency in all things and cause you to abound in every good word. He absolutely is. Is the circumstances changing it? No, it's not. Satan designs trouble To get your eyes off of Jesus. That's what it's designed for. So if it's working, why would he need to do anything different with you? As long as you're fretting, God's not working. Fret not. It only, only causes harm. Only in the Greek means only. That means it has no ability to bring a positive. Nothing good is happening while you're worrying. Nothing good because God's not moving through you. Now remember what I said. The only thing significant that happens in your life is God moving through you. If you're out there worrying and fretting, it ain't nothing happening to you. So who is the one that's going to determine whether you have joy or not? You are. Well, aren't I putting on? Yes. For a minute. Maybe a little bit. Are y'all okay? All right. Habakkuk 3. Go over to Habakkuk when you get to heaven, Habakkuk's going to walk up and say, you ever read my scripture, my Bible, my, my, my book? And you're going to say, well, yeah, the pastor one Sunday read right out of your book. I remember you, Habakkuk. He's going to say, well, I met a lot of people up here and nobody ever read my book. <laughs> Y'all, sometimes I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to get you to laugh because I think laughing would, make you ha- would actually heal your body if you start laughing. Now, look, look at this scripture right here, and I want you to read what he says. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vine. Though the labor of the olive may fail and the field yield no food. Though the flock may be cut off from the foal and there ain't no herd in a stall. That's bleak. Ain't no money in the bank, and Grandma just died and didn't leave me nothing. I got home from the funeral and found out that I lost my job, my husband left, and the dog bit me. Now I could tell y'all stories, and we could all cry in our beer. If you, if, you know, if you, if you ever took away misery, you didn't want to be country music. You didn't have no country music. What happens when you play a country and western song backwards? Your wife comes back, the dog comes back, and your pickup truck starts running, you know. <laughs> That's pretty bleak, isn't it? And Listen, I, I've, had, I've had days. I've had days like this. If I get a chance, I'm going to tell you about one a minute. Go to verse 18. Yet I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. What's he looking for you to do? Listen to me. Listen to me. I, I, I understand stuff happens. But I, what I'm going to teach you right now is this one thing. And don't you ever forget it. Just You get one thing. What you do, you can affect the spirit realm. You, joy is a spiritual force that will change everything around you. There's not a demon in hell that can stand in the presence of God. I mean, all God needs you to do is just get, just start getting excited about it. Now, that may sound to some of y'all like, well, aren't I a hypocrite? Well, no, hypocrite means to wear a mask. If you're the righteousness of God, you're not a hypocrite acting like it. If Jesus is Lord, you're not a hypocrite acting like he's Lord. All right, now let's let's move on because I want you to see this. Romans four, sixteen. Come on. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I, I think this is getting real good. I think this is it. Come on, Romans four. Let's start with verse 16. We're going to look at Abraham for just a minute. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace, so the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only those who are the law, but those who are the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of nations. That's a powerful word, isn't it? In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls things that don't exist as though they do, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And being not weak in faith, he did not consider his body already dead. Now, was Abraham an old man? Oh, yeah. yeah, he was. Was Abraham impotent? Yes, Yes, he was. What that means, the plumbing don't work. (laughs) It ain't he won't, he can't. Now, I'm over here trying to help these young people because the last one, they don't know what plumbing was. (laughs) Well, Come over here, people know what plumbing is. Mama... Is an old woman. She ain't, she ain't no young chicken. She don't even have no eggs. She's past the time. So, so we're not in denial. Abraham did not walk around denying he's old. Faith does not deny where you are. You don't deny the doctor's report. It's there. It's a real report. You don't deny that when you lose your job, you just lost your job. You just lost your job. You don't deny you broke, you broke. But he did something else. He said, even though I'm old and mama's old, God said, I am the father of nations. That means I got children. And grandchildren. Now look at what it says. Now we're going to read it again. I want you to get this. Is your joy level important? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I'm going to finish reading this. We're going to go someplace. <laughs> He was not weak in faith. He did not consider his body. He did consider something though. Already dead since he was 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't waver at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith doing what? Whoo! Glory. Yeah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. it overcomes the world, my faith, right? I, I understand what the doctor said. I understand what the guy that has me. I understand the reality of what you just said to me. But I want you to understand that when David faced Goliath, it was not that he denied that dude was big. It was not that he denied he was stronger and been a warrior. He just said, well, you might be big and you might have a bigger spear, but I got a bigger God than you got. And I might be a young whippersnapper, but I ain't looking at the size of my body and I ain't looking at my slingshot and I ain't looking at your spear and I am looking at Almighty God and I'm about to kill you. Now see, we've read that story all these years and said David killed Goliath with a slingshot. He killed Goliath with God. Everyone else looking at the size of the giant, Jesus and David looking at the size of of God. Do y'all see this? How do you know you're in faith? Joy. Now, you might have to count it joy because you don't feel nothing. I don't feel nothing right now. I'm feeling pretty bad. Well, why don't you count it joy? What does that mean? What does that mean? It means I'm putting on. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It means you're putting on. You better believe you're putting on. I'm going to sit here and consider Jesus. He's inside me. Now I'm going to say this for the young people's sake. One time I got laid off from a job, fired. When they buy everybody in the office a Cadillac, and they lay off the five-dollar-an-hour guy, you being fired. Because they could sell one Cadillac keep me if they wanted me, but they don't want me no more. Just, just wake up and realize not everybody likes you. And so I walked in the office, looked like a funeral home. Dearly beloved, your job has just died. And I looked at him and I went, ha, ha, ha. And he said, you seem to have misunderstood me. I said, I did not misunderstand you. You just told me you're firing me. He said, no, we're laying you off. I said, right. He said, do you need any help? I said, I got all the help I need. And the two of them, Tom Copeland worked there, and he said, that that was the most impressive person I have ever met in my life. He said, we just let him go, and he left singing. God's the one that brought me to Orlando. Amen. See, I have, I'm, I'm, he, I'm, I'm here because I got to call. God on my life, honey, you ain't it. If this leaves, I got no place to go. God's a big God. I serve a big God. I, it's not that that. I lost my job. I get, I get it. It's a quote-unquote bad day. I get it. But what you don't seem to understand is that I was looking for a job when I found this one. And, I, and my God said he meets all of my needs. And I'm going to consider that. So that night I had a youth group. And I walked in there and told all the teenagers. When, and I preached the gospel to them. And, and, and I said, by the way, guys, I just got laid off at of work. And they went, oh, Pastor Morgan. And we all prayed. And the phone rang <laughs> that night. Heard you got fired. I said, I did. He says, go to work in the morning. See you in the morning. I said, that's fast God. He's a fast God. Are y'all out there? Why in the world do I want to start acting like it's up to me? Fretting is pride. What am I going to do? Well, nothing significant happens to you that God doesn't do it through you. So why don't you put him to work? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, glory. You miss the opportunity. Amen. Paul got in a storm one time, and it's not that, this, he didn't pretend like the storm would not wreck the ship. He just didn't consider it the end. He just said, well, I have got to go in there and talk to God and get me out of this one too. I got to go to Athens and preach. If I got to go to Athens and preach, God's got to come through. You know, I want you to think about this. I'm laying in the hospital and the doctor says, your appendix have ruptured and you're almost dead. One or two real good things is about to happen. I'm getting healed or I'm going to heaven. <laughs> so what did I do? Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Well, I'm going to show you in a minute that, that joy will heal your body. Yes. Did you know that? Yes. Well, well, you're going to learn it. You're going to learn it. Now, listen to this and write it down. Joy, worry will kill you and joy will heal you. Joy is a spiritual force. Um, go to Proverbs 14, 30. And uh, let let me tell you a story. I was watching the Believer's Voice of Victory this week, Kenneth Copeland's program, the Southwestern Believers Convention, and they had the neurosurgeon on there. Anybody get to see that other than me? He came up in Keith Butler's church. You get to see it? Oh, y'all missed something awesome. They interviewed him. He says, I knew I was a neurosurgeon when I was 8 years old. He says, and I got born again in Keith Butler's church when I was 12. And he said, I'm a born-again Christian spirit-filled neurosurgeon. He said, we have done a study in John Hopkins University. They are starting to put laughing rooms in hospitals. And this is what he said. Now listen to what he said. We have scientifically proven that your body doesn't know whether you're laughing for real or faking it. (laughs) Ha 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 He said we he said we have found out that cancer patients who are going through chemo recover quickly if we can get them to laugh. Scientific neurosurgeon you have to pay these guys big bucks. I could have told you that for a lot less money than that. Come on, y'all. I'm, uh, this... Joy is some serious business. It's the serious business of heaven. Joy is a spiritual force. And a devil in hell can beat a man full of joy. Why? Because God is moving. All right, are y'all ready? Because this, it just gets better. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Proverbs 14, 30. A sound heart is life to the body. Scientifically proven, laughing heals you. Fretting kills you. Yep. Yep. Come on. Yep. Yep. Wow. What are you thinking about? I'm not, we're not, we're not talking about your, I, I understand that sometimes stuff happens. Yep. What's happening around you and what's happening in you should be different. Amen. Don't let it in. Amen. A sound heart is life to your body. Yes. Yes. Well, we found that out. James Wrote a letter to his church and said, count it joy, guys. I mean, I mean, listen, don't lose your joy right now. You got God on you, inside of you. Proverbs 14, 15. 15 no, 15, 13. Go to 15, 13. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit's broken. That's why Satan sends the trial, yeah. to break you. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I'm not going to let him. Yeah. Now, now, you can't wait until everything gets better to start being full of joy about it. We're not talking about happy. We're talking about joy. Yeah. The joy of the Lord is your what? Strength. Strength. You. Yeah. So, so when things aren't going right, this is the time to re- Rejoice in the Lord. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Pastor. You don't know. No, no. I didn't say rejoice in the problem. I said in the Lord. Yes. Right. All right. Let's, let's go to know. Are y'all getting this? Yes. You're not. We've got a whole lot more. 15, 15. Proverbs 15, 15. All the days of the afflicted are what? Evil. They're evil. That's sad. He who is of a merry heart has what? A continual feast. That means on the day that they let me go. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. I'm not defeated. I'm not I'm like Abraham. I'm not I'm not denying it. I'm just not considering this. I'm considering God Almighty faithful to me. I'm I'm considering the fact that if God is for me, who could be against me? I'm considering the fact that the prayers of a righteous man avails much. I'm considering the fact that I'm a tither and you can't rob me. I'm considering the fact, see, I'm considering something other than the circumstances that are happening around me. How do you know I'm doing that? Well, look at my face. And if my face don't want to cooperate, then I'm going to make my face cooperate. All right, now let's talk about next Sunday morning when Shekinah comes. Stir up the gift. Don't sit there like a bump on a log. Stir it up. Stand up. Clap, shout, sing, build yourself up. Sit around and wait on God, move. What in the world? Do you know what you're doing? Do you know what the services are for? For you to start taking your victory back. Everything the devil has done in your life, you're about to stand right here in this church and you're about to turn every bit of that around. Devil, you ain't having my family. You ain't having my kids. You ain't having my body. You ain't having my health. You ain't having my finances. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo, glory. (laughs) Woo, that feels good I went to see Don Colbert one time Paid him $500, you know what he told me? You need a laugh I said, I could have saved $500 Why would a doctor tell you that? You ready? You ready? 1523. A, ha- a man has joy by the answer of his mouth, not to what's happening. And a word spoken in due season, how good is it? Who said you can't say it? Who said you can't? You have joy by the answer of your mouth. I walked out of that room that day, they let me go, and they said, What you gonna do? I said, Well, hallelujah, Jesus is Lord. You know, I, I just, I was talking to two sinners. What do you think they think of me? I'm calling Jesus Lord and I'm acting like he's dead. Come In other words, I looked at him and I said, let me tell you something, Hot Rod. You ain't God. Ha, ha, ha. That's the best witnessing I ever did to those two sinners. Amen. Got happy right in being fired. <laughs> Never mind, I was going to say something, and I just don't want to do that. <laughs> Here's people come up. I'll leave you. Goodbye. They don't like me anymore. That might be the best thing that ever happened to you. (laughs) (laughs) I like me. Is there something wrong with that? I mean people think there's something wrong with you. You I like you. I no, I like me. I have noticed that I have been with me a long time. (laughs) If I don't like nobody, I might want to start liking me. And if you don't like me, then you might want to leave because I ain't leaving me. (laughs) It's amazing the things we cry about. Come on, y'all. Don't shout me down. I do not ever want to go back to my teenage years. I will never be that dumb again. You older people help me out right now. I don't ever want to be 16 again. I don't ever want to be 25 again. I don't ever want to be 30 again. I don't ever want to be 40 again. I, am not, I don't want to go back to them days. Man, I was dumb as a rock. I don't want to go back to that. You older people understood everything I just said, didn't you? Yeah. Never mind. They'll get it in 20 or 30 years. They will get what I just said. I like being 16. Yeah, we can tell. I don't know how I got off on all that, but that was pretty good. We're at 1523. 1528. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. It's talking about you fretting. Go to 1624, Proverbs 1624. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to your bones. It matters what you're allowing coming out. Well, this is the big this is the big kahuna. Proverbs seventeen twenty two. Yeah. A merry heart does good like what? Yes. Someone asks you, just say, "I'm on medication." <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're saved, somebody should ask you if you're smoking. If you've never been asked that and there's something wrong with you, you don't know how many times people will look at me and go, what are you on? <laughs> the word, I want some, I want some of that. I said, man, I am like the most high. <laughs> you have no idea how high I am right now. I'm seated with Jesus. That's how high I am. Amen. I'd have to come down to get stoned. <laughs> All right, I got one more scripture to give y'all guys, y'all. Luke 10. Luke 10. I'm going to show you something cuz this Okay, come on. I'm on my last scripture right now. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that church where they all laugh. I don't see what's so funny. A preacher is preaching and the people on the front row are just laughing. And I don't see the spiritual significance of that at all. i got to tell y'all a story. This is the funniest all get out. Now, y'all realize that John John Osteen used to be in the Southern Baptist Convention. Back in the days when the Southern Baptists believed that speaking in tongues was of the devil. And they preached it fervently from the pulpit. Now, I don't know about all Southern Baptists. Now, I'm not anti-Baptist. But they called him on the carpet. And they had a convention. They wanted him... To explain himself, since he had been hanging around charismatics and had gotten filled with the Holy Ghost and spoken tongues. Now, how many of you know that arguing don't do no good? See, some people's mind is like concrete; it's thoroughly mixed and it's well set, and anything you gonna say gonna change it. I got this joy, 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 joy down in my heart. So so, so they have this meeting and they have all the big dogs and John Osteen is being called on the carpet for tongues. And they're all around the room and they're all, I mean, he said, they're all mad. They're mad at me. And he said, they got their Bibles out. And they started drilling, John, what about this? What about that, John? And they came around the room to John. Finally, one of them said, and what do you have to say about it all? (laughs) John said, I lifted my hands and said, (laughs) and they got madder. (laughs) That's my answer. Haba don't the pocket daughter That's my answer to that. <laughs> now, is is dancing in the, is dancing New Testament is it scriptural? Is jumping and hollering and shouting is it really new? is it really scriptural? Why well, you don't need to jump to get God to move. Well, we're not trying to get God to move. We're trying to get you to move. So I'm going to read a scripture to you. And when I found this, it made me shout because I finally found the scripture in the New Testament to back up my foolishness. The 70 returned with joy. Now they're, they're happy because the devils are listening to them. Even the devils are subject to us in your name. They're excited about this. And he said, well, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven, guys. Behold, I have given to y'all authority to trample serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's powerful. Nevertheless, don't get excited about this. Now they're getting excited about it and he's going, that's not, not that's not, that, that's not what I want you boys to get excited about. I want you to rejoice, but not in that. I want you to rejoice rather Now, he's talking to men. Now, I want you to think about this. How big is it that you're going to heaven? That's big. That's big. You know, I don't know whether you young people have thought about it, but by the time you get my age, you're going to have done enough stuff that you're going to look forward to dying. (laughs) Now, I'm going to explain that to him because I know y'all don't understand this. You see, I remember going to the gym at your age and I remember going at my age. It's not the same thing. I remember brushing my teeth when I was your age. I remember taking them out and cleaning them at mine. So every once in a while, I'm rejoicing that one day, one glad morning, when this life is over, I'm flying out of here and getting me some hair back on top of my head, getting rid of this belly and getting them teeth. Hallelujah. I got to come talk to Paul a little bit longer. There was a time I remembered I could read that. Still can. <laughs> Y'all getting this? In other words, I'm not. So, so Jesus, Jesus said, you want something to get happy about, joy? Your name is written in the lambs of life." You have eternal life beaten in your bosom right now. Your name, you're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You've been made righteous. Hallelujah. Yeah. Now, let me, let me read this to you because I nevertheless don't rejoice in this that your spirit is subject to you, but rather your name's written in the, land of the book of life. In that hour, verse twenty-one, pop it up. Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. You ever read that? You want to know the definition of rejoice? He shouted and he leapt for joy. He said, hey boys, y'all excited devils are subject to you? Now this is what he did. That ain't nothing. And then he, then he started doing the dance. He said, hey, He's leaping for joy. I want y'all to know that you should get happy that your name's written in the Lamb, Book of Life. That's why I don't like Christian movies. Every one of them, Jesus is the biggest sissy I ever saw in my life. Blessed are all y'all. And I'm like, is John Wayne on, baby? I want to watch something tonight. I don't think they need to make a movie about Jesus and let me play it. If not, let me be John the Baptist. Let me be somebody. I think Jesus is a preaching machine. It says Jesus went everywhere preaching, not teaching. He ain't teaching. He was by God preaching everywhere that he went. Woo! When I read this, he shouted and he started jumping for joy. I went, I should be like Jesus. Maybe I should act a little bit more like Jesus sometimes and jump around a little bit. What's, what's happening when you do that? You're tearing Satan's kingdom up. Yes. Yeah, you are. That is absolutely one of the most spiritual things you'll ever do this side of heaven is to shout and count it joy. Because yeah. Satan can't take you down. You can't stay sick. Full of joy. What are you releasing? You're not just releasing endorphins, you're releasing the Holy Ghost in your body. I took a polygraph test once, I flunked it. They. <laughs> I'm trying to get a job, and they need an honest man. <laughs> it was for Albertsons down here, and the, I'm watching. He's asking me a question. There's needles. To do. <laughs> and he said, is anybody looking for you? <laughs> I said no, and it went, liar, 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 liar. <laughs> And he said, would you like me to rephrase that question? I said, yes. And I looked at him and I said, I'm a Christian. I don't lie. But I don't know if anybody's still looking for me before. I, I don't know they might be. But what I learned was that my body responded to me saying the Word. Everything in me responded to me saying, no. Don't fret. It only causes harm. Boy, I'm trying to get you to understand. Sing and shout, even if you don't feel like singing and shouting. I mean, if you want, I mean, when it says rejoice, that's not a cute Bible verse. That's some, that's serious business. I'm gonna close with this one thing. Um, Lester Summerall asked Smith Wigglesworth, "What do you, what do you do every morning?" He said, "Every morning, when I wake up, I get out of bed and I do 12 minutes. Is it 12 or 8?" It's 8 or 12. It's longer than I do. 12 minutes high speed dancing before God. And tell him how much I love him. And then I read my Bible an hour and pray. And then I open my mail and see what God wants me to do today. That's a man who raised 38 people from the dead. You could learn something. Right? Paul, you learn anything today? When, when we have church, don't make me prompt you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's good. There says the day that the Lord is man. I will rejoice and glad in it. in the day. <laughs> Oh, the, light, the light's on. Anybody home inside there? <laughs> now, I didn't tell you this story. I know what the clock says. I know what it says. It's a lie. And I'm going to close with this. Did I tell you all that the story about Buddy Harrison's church when I started dancing in the Holy Ghost? I didn't do that in this service. You know, there was a time that Kenneth Hagin wasn't teaching on this. Rodney Howard Brown was in school. I was in school with him. There's nobody, nobody. I didn't know anybody. I never saw anybody dance in church in my life. Buddy Harrison Church. I went to Raymond uh, 78, graduated 79. And one day in class, Bobby Andian started teaching on what Jesus did for me at the cross and how he set me free. And I'm going to tell you the revelation and condemnation fell off of me when he started teaching the Bible. The next next Sunday, that was like a Friday, Sunday, I'm sitting where Crystal is in church. And I'm not thinking about what the preacher's preaching. I, I'm still thinking about what Bobby and said. I'm reading that scripture. And I'm considering it. And inside me, I'm jumping it. I'm, I'm something's going on. I, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm like, God Almighty. I did not know. I mean, all of the condemnation was falling off of me. And joy was hitting me inside me. Because I'm considering Jesus. And I'm sitting where Crystal's sitting. And I said, God, I feel like dancing. And he said, dance? Now, I'm going to tell you, there's times you can Fake it, but I mean, there's times you can't sit any longer. And I got up where and just walked out here. And Buddy's preaching; he thought he was doing a great job. <laughs> I cut a rug. I mean, I, I had to, I had to, I had to jump around and holler and shout a little bit. I, I was getting free inside. And then Patsy got up and had to explain to everybody what just happened. Well, you don't have to now, but I'm the first person I ever met that danced in the Holy Ghost in church. Truth hits you. You're something gonna give, guys. And if it doesn't, if you would just do one thing, to pay attention to count it all joy. That's, that's not a little thing. When we have services, well, we call them Holy Ghost services. You don't need more information. You have enough. Act on it. You get in the Spirit. You, You, According to the power working in you. Let it go. Let it go to work. I had a book and I was going to bring it to you. Mark Hankins had a doctor. They came to his service, and he says, "I'm um, got to go in for surgery tomorrow. It don't look good." He said, um, "If this if this don't work, I'm I'm dead. I'm a dead man." And him and Trina prayed for him, laid hands on him, fell out in the power, and then Trina took off running, dancing around the room. You might think that's no big deal, and Mark took off running. Whole church broke out dancing in the spirit. Doctor got up and went. They opened him up. The tumor had dried up. He said, we don't know what killed it, but it something killed this thing. He said, we just removed that old tumor and hooked him up. He said, something killed it. Whoa, glory to God. Something killed that tumor. Whoa, something killed it. The joy of the Lord is your what? Strength. It says they that wait on the Lord, that's minister, shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They swap strength. You swap in strength with God. How? Ministering to Him, worshiping God. You go through the Bible and read all the times it talks about David rejoiced before the Lord. That's not Old Testament stuff. The armies went out and rejoiced and the enemies killed each other. What's that in there for? It's for you. You know, there's a song we sing. This is how I fight my battles. It's not small. This is how I fight my battles. With praise, Father God, thank you for this morning. I just being led by now. Some of y'all guys just need to start laughing. Ha 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 ha! Tell the devil. Ha ha ha! Devil. Hey devil. Ha 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 ha! Ha ha ha! Devil. You said what? Ha 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 Are you sitting? No. Oh, ha 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 ha. <laughs> Woo! Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ha ha ha. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ha ha ha. Glory. Ha 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 ha. Glory to God. Thank you G. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. The devil. I'm not gonna die today. I'm not gonna die this week. I'm not gonna die this month. I'm not gonna die this year. I'm not gonna die in the next five years. I'm not gonna die in the next 10 years. I'm not going to die in the next 15 years. I'm not going to die with cancer. My kids are not going to go to hell. Ha, 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 ha. Whoa, ha, 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 ha. I'm not going broke. ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. ha. <laughs> Ha 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 I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what that doctor said. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.